just as I uh, began to just kind of uh, go before the Lord of what I was supposed to share tonight, I um, I felt like the Lord dropped inside of me before I actually share uh, the actual word that the Lord asked me to share uh, with you guys tonight. Six simple truths that must define the body of Christ in the next season. Six simple truths that must define the body of Christ in the next season. And I, I want to say that uh, obviously this list is not exhaustive. Uh, it's qualitative. And often prophetically, the things that people share is uh, God ministers prophetically through the personality and the mind that somebody has been given. And so this is the way I think, this is the way I put it together, and this is the way I release it. And other prophetic people might release things totally different based on their makeup, based on their personality, but God operates through his personality, same gift of the Holy Spirit, but this is the way I think. And I just I just felt in my heart, uh, before we just actually share the prophetic word to share these six simple truths that must define the body of Christ in the next season. Here's the first one. It's, it's a simple thing, but it's, it's profound and it defines the way we live our life. Number one, we must live with an awareness that God is our total source of supply. We must live with an awareness that God is our total source of supply. God wants to be humanity's complete source for everything that they would ever need for eternity. He wants to be your source of love. He wants to be your source of comfort. He wants to be your healer. He wants to be your deliverer. He wants to be the source of all the money that you would ever need. Now, God will use many different channels, but he will always be your source. We are living in a season in the earth where we have to live with this deep, 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 deep conviction that God is our source of all things. And anywhere, any place that you find yourself in tonight, any place that you find yourself in a place of deficit, uh, deficit, difficulty. God wants to be that source to not only uh, meet a need, but cause you to overcome and then cause you to be uh, a conduit that he would be your source, but that you would be the blessing for somebody else in the place that you're at. You often see this many times uh, with uh, people used mightily or, 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 or fivefold leaders who are in uh, the ministry of healing. Often you will find that at one time, they were on a deathbed, Brother Hagen, Brother Roberts, they were sick and disease. And as they saw God as their source, as God brought them deliverance, as God brought them healing, they now became a conduit of what they had received from God. But knowing that he was a source, knowing that he did it for them, he can do it for someone else. And as we, the reason, part of the reason this is so important that we live with God as our source is that God is call well, is calling his people to be a resource house in this season. And any place that we're living in deficit, we can't be a resource house. If we are bound to pornography, we can't deliver somebody from pornography. If we are bound to financial problems, we can't deliver somebody from financial problems. And the beginning place of deliverance of it all is allowing God to be our source. And I've learned this, that anytime or one of the key parts of discipleship is 
anytime we are trying, we're holding on to self-preservation or control of an aspect of our life, there is a thought process somewhere in there that we are denying that God can be our source. So number one, uh, we must live with an awareness that God is our source of total supply. Everything we, this is such good news. Everything we have ever need of, God wants to be the source of all. Before we ever came to earth, God had already made a way for any problem, any difficulty, and any problem that you put yourself in. There's a wonderful verse that God, Romans 8, 28, God causes all things to work for certain good to those who love him and are called according to, according to his purpose. That means your mistakes are covered. That means any uh, mishaps are covered. He causes all things to work for a certain good. And our verse here is the first verse of scripture we find. Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Revelation one, I am the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, who was and is, it is to come. So I just declare over you that you would make God your source of total supply. And here's the wonderful thing. When you make God your source of total supply, your job is to believe him. Your job is to trust him. Your job is to do whatever he tells you to do. And his job is to do the impossible. And I'm telling you in this season, God is going to do the impossible for his people as we see him as our total source of supply. Here's a second thing. We're talking about six simple truths that must define the body of Christ in this season. Complete uh, delight and, uh, and, and dependency on the word of God. Number two, complete delight and dependency uh, on, uh, on the word of God. God and his word are one. And we are a people who are to delight in the word of God and make the word of God our highest standard. It's something I do almost on a, a regular basis uh, that I, I, just, I just say, God, your, your word is first place in my life. What you said in your word, what you said in scripture, what you said about this situation will define every part of my existence. Jesus said, of course, he said, he answered and he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let me read it again, because I feel something on it this uh, tonight. Matthew 4, verse 4. But he answered, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the word, word of God. And notice in that context, he is he is, uh, he is responding to the temptation of the enemy. The enemy comes and tries to take him off focus for what his intended mission is on the earth. And with the enemy speaking to him, he responds with the confession of the word of God. And in that confession, he says, the word of God, he likens it to bread. And he says, he says, uh, he makes a statement. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. So he says, we know without, without food, without bread, we cannot live on this planet. And so without the word of God, without a high honor for the word of God, without a love for the word of God, we cannot live as God intended. And the word of God 
as we delight in the word of God and make it our highest goal, it will cause what is in here in our heart to be released to the rest of the world. I was fascinated, I, and I've heard this story many times, but uh, Brother Copeland, when he first be, began to work for uh, Oral Roberts many, many years ago, uh, 1968, I believe was the year, he began to observe this man, Brother Roberts, who uh, did impossible things for the Lord. We know just the miracle ministry. We know the building of Oral Roberts uh, University on just uh, faith in God. We know the different things that God did the impossible through him. When people said it couldn't be possible, he said, no, God told me so it is possible. He said, he said, one of the things that this is brother Copeland speaking about uh, brother Oral Roberts. He said, one of the things that I saw that brother Roberts did was he used the word of God, like a mechanic uses tools on a car. He used the word of God as his key to seeing God deliver to him the impossible on a regular basis. So number one, we must live with an awareness of God as our total source of supply. Number two, we must have complete delight in God's word. Here's number three, one of my favorites and, and just my life goal. Number three, we must live with a fascination with the beauty of God. I've said this many times and many, many of you maybe have heard me say it that to me, life does not make any sense. Life eternal, even when we leave this world, life does not make sense out of outside of a fascination with the beauty of the Lord. And the people of God must make fascination with the beauty of the Lord as our highest standard. And every year I just have one New Year's resolution, and that is, God, how can I grow in the knowledge of God? And we'll read it in just a minute. But God is, is, is going to mark this generation as never before as a people who are fascinated with God. I believe that the, the, the fascination with the Lord actually causes everything to come into alignment with the Lord. As we are fascinated with the Lord, we live holy lives because we don't want anything to uh, hinder our, our relationship with God. As we live fascinated with the Lord, we recognize our need for him. As we live fascinated with the Lord, we love our neighbors as ourselves because we know we have been extended much mercy. So God is releasing a fascination with this beauty. I made a, I made a life goal uh, many, many years ago as a challenge to something Mike, Mike Bickle said, and it was this. He said, he said, I challenge you to become a, a theologian of the beauty of the Lord. And I'm sitting tonight in my home office, might not be the best background. We try to get a nice one, didn't work out, but here we are. And at the center of my, my vision board back there is this, that I would be a theologian of the beauty of God. And now over 23 years of, of trying to live that out, I know about this much of God but I found that my whole life, my whole, the whole rhythm of my life, the whole cadence of my life comes into proper alignment when, when I'm fascinated with the beauty of the Lord. And, and here's a thought I just had tonight, just before uh, we came on to, to share, when I came on to share with you tonight. And, and I just had this thought, many of the things that God has preordained in our lives to take place on the earth, 
How many know that there are things that God has preordained to take place on the earth? They can only take place in this season in history, and they are connected with the manifold will of God being done on the earth. But many things cannot take place in our lives outside of a, a life of deep fellowship with God. Friend, God doesn't want you to have a devotional life. He wants you to have a deep, ongoing fascination with him, intentional worship with him. Jesus, as our model, lived a life of intentional fellowship with him. If the ultimate model, if the perfect model, prayed in the morning, prayed at night, intentionally, away from people, how much more do we? But it's not just that. That's why the apostle Paul instructed us, pray without season. It's even in the rhythm of life, as we're doing the task, the task that we're called to do here on the earth, we're in the rhythm of God. We're hearing his voice. We're encountering him we're seeing how beautiful he is so number three uh fascination with the beauty of god here's the first three uh we must and we're talking about six simple truths that must define the body of christ we must live with an awareness as god as our total sources uh, a supply we must have complete dependency and delight in the word of god uh number three is fascination with the beauty of god here's number four the ability to receive and believe revelation that defines our world. The ability, <clears throat> excuse me, gonna get some water here. The ability to receive and believe revelation to define our world. Jesus taught us, he said, the Holy Spirit will come to you and he, um, he will tell you things to come. Why? Because our life was to, def to be defined not by our present circumstance, but by the revelation that we're receiving, that as we receive revelation, believe it, declare it, that when we declare it and receive it in our hearts, a seed comes in us on the inside of us that begins to transform the world around us. This is so, so important because whether you realize it or not, the things that are governing your heart right now, the things governing your heart right now are affecting your are affecting how you are perceived by the world and what how you are behaving in this world. There's a story uh, many years ago. I heard it uh, while I was teaching at a conference. Uh, uh, Harold Eberly and I were at a conference in Las Vegas many many years ago, and he told this story that there was this pastor in the Northwest and a uh, very, very large church, <clears throat> excuse me, and Pastor Young E. Cho was preaching for him in this large church in the Northwest, and, excuse me, and as he was, uh, he taught uh, on a Sunday morning, several services, and when he finished ministering on the Sunday morning, he, uh, he asked the pastor, he said, how many doctors do you have in your church? And he said, the, the pastor thought for a minute, church of uh, at least several thousand, I think there might even been 10,000 people in it. And uh, Young Yi Cho said, to, uh, excuse me, the pastor said to him, I don't have any, pa I don't have any doctors, <laughs> pastor, I don't have any doctors in my church. And he said, uh, and he said, well, it's your fault. And the, the pastor looked at him mystified. And he said, he said, he said, the reason it's your fault, he says, somewhere in your heart, you have a judgment 
against the medical profession that whether you verbalize it or not, that when doctors or people in the medical profession visit or come to be a part of your community, they feel uncomfortable because you have this judgment that you believe that the best way people can receive healing or the only way people can really receive healing is direct by the anointing or by the word of God or through the laying out of hands. And so you have a judgment in your heart. And the pastor thought to himself and, and he repented. And after he repented, doctors began to come to his church. So what is on the inside of you defines the world around you. And it's a life principle that I've said many times. And it's this, that everything that we see is defined by what we cannot see. And when we see from God's perspective, it gives us the ability, what I mean see, when we hear something, when we have insight into something, and we say it, and con when, when we, when we, when we believe it and then say it, it begins whether we, whether it clicks right away or not, but when we say it, it and over and over again, it begins to put a picture on the inside of us of what is possible and where we could go. And when we, when we can see it, with the inner man, we will begin to live it out, whether it takes 10 years, whether it takes a year, whether it takes three years. And so that's why I always encourage people, whatever challenge you are currently facing right now, find a promise in the word of God and put the word of God there and begin to see your challenge within the word of God and within the favor of God that God has before us. We'll see this in Hebrews chapter 12. We'll read this. Therefore, we also, since we are, I'm spitting now, I'm doing pretty good. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnared us, it ensnares us, excuse me, this is Hebrews chapter 12, if you're following along tonight. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, catch this, the unknown writer of Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So the writer is telling us he's able to endure the cross because he knows when he goes to the cross, not only is it hard, not only beyond hard, that's not even a good description of what our Lord Jesus went through as a man. He dies, he resurrects, but he has this, he knows what's going to happen when he dies in resurrection. It's going to cause a seed to go into the ground that many sons that you and I could come into the earth and become what God intended humanity to become before the world can. So the joy was many sons and daughters. So he had a picture. He lived by revelation that caused him to endure difficulty because he knew the end result. And the end result for every believer, for the body of Christ, is that we overcome the world. Uh, so let me finish reading. For the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus saw where he was going because he was governed by revelation and he governed his difficulty. He, that doesn't even, again, not even a good description. He governed the difficulty through where he knew where he was going. So we're beginning tonight by talking about six simple truths that must define the body of Christ. Number one, we must live with an awareness as God is our total source of supply, source of supply. <laughs> total source of supply. Number two, complete uh, 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 de uh, dependency and delight on the word of God. Number three, 
fascination with the beauty of God. Number four, ability uh, to receive and believe, uh, believe revelation to define our world. Number, that was uh, number four. So here's number five, the ability to adapt and focus regardless of environment. The ability to adapt and focus regardless of environment. The ability to adapt and focus regardless of environment. And the word, when the Lord just kind of shared that with me uh, this afternoon, I felt really to focus on that, uh, to, to the, excuse me, the word focus really jumped out at me. And focus is a central point of concentration. It is so, so important. I said this to our Daniel Company prayer group. It is so important that you keep your focus on the Lord, that you meditate on the word of God, that you take time to meditate, to listen every day to what God is saying, regardless of what's taking place, to keep your focus and adapt to what's taking place. This last year, we had something obviously happen around the world that has never happened. And I observed that the people of God who stayed focused continued to bear fruit. It might've looked a little different, might've looked in, at least even for me, even ways you not, you did not think, but in that focus, they were able to bear fruit and God continued to be faithful to them. And they continued to see new avenues. I also want to say in this time too, even changes, unexpected changes are opportunities for the people of God. We were praying uh, sometime this past spring in, in 2020. And I remember one of the things that the Lord revealed to me was this, that, um, there were people that had lost their jobs because of the shutdown, but God actually allowed them to lose those jobs because they would have never moved on. And now God wanted them to move into something different. So as long as they kept their focus on him, as long as they kept their focus on him as their source, God was going to turn that situation around. So we want to, we want to have the ability to adapt and focus regardless of our environment. This also goes back to the next one. That's why I put these two together. And it's this, you see this in the life of Joseph, a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's got this dream that can only be accomplished with God doing it. And that's, that's, that's our lives that the will of God for our lives is completely dependent on God doing the impossible. That's the will of God for everyone in the body of Christ, that the will of God for our life can only be accomplished unless God does it. Immediately after he receives this dream, his brothers see him coming. We know they sell him into slavery, but he has he, he stays focused on what God has spoken to him. He stewards the moment he's in and he even is, you know, he doesn't, not enjoying it all. Not, it doesn't mean it's all enjoyable, but he stays focused and in the environment that he's in and God eventually fulfilled his word. And that is for many of you watching tonight, God will fulfill his word as you steward and stay focused on what he's called you to do. Now, here is the last uh, kind of little teaching point for tonight. Number six, profound recognition of one's need of the body. We see right now, we see, especially in the United States of America, 
we see division so rampant, even among the household of faith, where uh, where people view each other certain ways. This person's not standing in faith. This person's this. This person that they're not this. They're they're compromising. They're this. They're this. And it it doesn't mean that we don't recognize truth. That we don't stand for truth. But one of the number one tools of a religious spirit is it loves to make you judge others so it cuts you off from the blessing that God wants to release uh, to you through their lives. And we are a people where we must stand as one as never before. That's one of the things, I'll read it in just a minute, that God is saying to his people in this season, and the enemy of keeping us one is secret judgments that we even don't verbalize about each other to keep us off from walking in unity and in blessing with each other. And it can be as slight as being offended at someone uh, because they're always late in their volunteer position in the ministry you work with. It can be offended at maybe some just holding something a little bit in that one of your leaders said for, for, while they were teaching or some slight thing that somebody said uh, when when uh, you were listening to them. And, and we, know, we know the big things when we know we're offended, but I wanna encourage you, to let the Lord allow you to discern the little judgments and the off-kilters of our heart that will hinder us from receiving from each other. Because this is the season of the united sound in the earth. The enemy cannot stop a united people of God. So I want to encourage you, guard your heart, not only from the influence of the Babylonian system, but also guard your heart from being offended or speaking judgments or speaking incorrectly at other, uh, other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. This is also a season that as we walk ahead, I want to encourage you to allow God to deal with the uh, the fear, the insecurities that may come up, depending on the situations that come up. Anytime you're fearful, anytime you're worrisome, anytime you have those things, I'm not talking about having thoughts of them, but when you are overwhelmed by them, they are often indications of areas of trauma that God wants to bring deliverance to. And there's a, there's a grace here, even I just felt this, there's a grace here tonight to sever people from those things that have so easily encumbered us and keep us from allowing God to be our source. Let me just read this from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, really simple, but uh, uh, profound, obviously, uh, teaching from the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. Uh, if the foot, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15, if the foot should say, because I am not the hand and I am not the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye and I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would we be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the spelling? But now God has set members, each one of them, in the body. Notice also uh, a profound part of Paul's teaching is this the fivefold ministry, prophet, excuse me, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher are all representations of Jesus. So when you don't have those operating in a local congregation, people will will be will not be uh, uh, correctly functioning. So they're representations of Jesus, but then the whole body together is a representation of Jesus. So if the body is in disunity, the body's representation to the world is broken. 
but now indeed there are many members here it is one body and the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you nor again the head to the feet and i have no need of you no much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable on these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty but our presentable parts have no need but god composed the body having given greater honor to the part which lacks it that there should be no notice he says no and this is a command this is not a suggestion that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another and if one member suffers all the members suffer with it or if one member is honored all the members rejoice with it so just before i shared uh this word i just felt to encourage you with this uh sort of brief teaching. I don't know if you think it's brief, but these are six simple truths that must define the body of Christ. Number one, we must live with an awareness as God is our total source of supply. Number two, com uh, complete dependency and delight on the word of God. Number three, fascination with the beauty of God. Number four, the ability to receive and be believe revelation to define our world. Number five, the ability to adapt and focus. And focus is essential point of concentration. You should ask yourself in this season, where is my focus in this season? What am I setting my affections on in this season? Where, because where your affections are, there is where your grace is is and uh number six profound recognition and needs uh and need for the body of christ that we would walk as one and let me just add one more encouragement and then i'll, I'll kind of get into uh the not kind of i will get into this uh the uh the the word of the lord here uh one of the uh, neat things that the lord just spoke to me just even yesterday was i, I was just sitting there reading something i was digging into something and the Lord just spoke to me. He said, he said, when I speak to you, the words that I speak to, and I think this is a great preface just as we dig into this prophetic word tonight. When I speak to you, the words I speak to, and I'm not putting prophetic word on the same um, uh, foundation of scripture. We know uh, that they're not on the same plane, but he, this is what he said. He said, when I speak to you, the things that I speak to are not theory. And when I speak to you, the things that I speak to you must be practiced. And, and only in practice do we really discover truth. And, uh, and uh, that's just my encouragement, just small little encouragement, because I, I just saw this little picture of um, God calling many of you like Peter in this season to just walk on the water. And his, his word is not theory his word is a guarantee to you his word is a guarantee to you so i'm going to just hop in tonight and um i'm just going to share uh i just felt to preface uh the prophetic word uh that the lord has given me and i call it the the word of the lord for 2021 and beyond and when i share this word tonight uh, I don't believe that God necessarily uh, thinks in terms of calendar years and how we think of them, but he thinks more in terms of seasons. And this year on the morning of October the 8th, 2020, the Lord began to speak to me about uh, the next 10 to uh, 20 years in the body of Christ. And 
because of the, the scope of things. He spoke to me just about up until December. Not every day I'd get a chance to write down, but uh, particularly as I came into Christmas, he began to speak to me more. And uh, like I said, usually I don't have an opportunity to share it all in, in uh, the venues that I'm in. Sometimes I'll just share part of it and teach from a part of it to, to give equipping tools to enter into, in, into the truths that are spoken about in the prophetic word. And I have submitted uh, these words to my board of directors, which are apostles and prophets and fathers in my life. And I get feedback from them before I really begin to just release it uh, to the body of Christ, because I think that uh, words that you release to the body of Christ should always be filtered through elders and different things. And I think it would stop a lot of uh, maybe sometimes the way uh, words are released and maybe misunderstood. So I'm just going to begin to release this and I'll share as the Lord leads me. I might add things prophetically as the Lord uh, uh, um, leads me, but I just want to encourage you now to just focus in because I believe that these words are directly from the heart of God for the season uh, that we are in. And here's what the Lord began to say. This is truly a defining season for the body of Christ, not only in the United States of America, but across the earth. There will be a divine turnaround for the people of God in this season. I will truly allow the world to see that the profound difference between good and evil, right and wrong, darkness and light, and my voice and the voice of the enemy. I say to my people to be sure to be established on the firm foundation that is my word. Be established in a deep desire to know my voice, to obey my voice, and do what I am speaking in this season. This is a time of divine turnaround. I will cause what has come against my people to be turned around for my people's certain good. If you allow yourself to stand firm on the solid foundation, I will cause you to rise above every circumstance that is trying to define and divide the people of God. No longer say that the time of revival and outpouring is coming. I say to my people that the time of revival and outpouring is upon you. The door to heaven is open. And as I said that, I just saw someone watching this tonight. When I said that the door of heaven is open, I just saw like um, the fire and the oil of God just invade you. So I bless you with that in Jesus name. What I've desired since the beginning of time will now take place. Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged for the body of Christ has entered into one of its greatest seasons. I will cause my people to overcome limitations and difficulties to represent me in a manner the world has yet to see. What I'm birthing on the earth will cause uh, what occurred on the day of Pentecost to appear like elementary things. I will not only cause a birthing of supernatural power and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but I will cause my people as never before to live from a different place. Though they live on the earth, I want to teach my people to live from heaven towards earth. Unprecedented wisdom and knowledge and virtue is my people's portion. I implore my people, seek me with your whole heart and mind. And unprecedented wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will be your portion. For I do not want my people to be ignorant nor fearful of the future of what will take place. 
I have ordained my people's future to be defined by what I speak to them. I want to give my people a long-term vision and strategy that will define them for the next 10 to 12 years. Many of my key leaders on the earth are at a divine crossroads. It is imperative that they receive wisdom, knowledge, and instruction that will allow them to walk out the future I have ordained for them. I always have a personal and specific future purpose for my people, but it's their responsibility to seek me, believe me, and walk in what I desire to freely give them. I'm releasing great grace to my people to seek me as never before. This is a season on the earth when I want to reveal defining words, wisdom, and understanding for my people. Vision is essential in this season for my people. Many of the defining features of the world systems will fail. Many of the systems and many of what my people have trusted will fail. But I will not fail, my people. That's good news. I will not fail, my people. I will grant those who are hungry to see and know unprecedented wisdom, purpose, and understanding. I am inviting people in a, re a renewed manner, excuse me, to see from my perspective. In this, indeed, this is a season I desire to equip my people to see as never before. This is a season on the earth of the seer. Indeed, arise and shine for your light has come. I want to teach my people, according to my word, how to legislate and move in authority from the unseen realm and to bring what is in the unseen realm into the scene. Kingdom eternal realities will be birthed on the earth. My desire is that the seers would arise on the earth. My desire is that the seers would arise. My desire is that my seers would arise. My desire is that my seers would arise. My desire is that the seers would arise. In the next 10 years, it's my desire that the body of Christ would be defined by the teaching and equipping of the gift of seeing, discernment, and prophetic discernment into the future. Let's just pause there. There's a, there is a, excuse me. Hmm. There is an anointing tonight to just activate the seer inside of you. And I see Jesus with many of you tonight. So in Jesus name, I just release the spirit of seeing and knowing. And I see, I see Jesus just anointing some of your ears to, to, to your, excuse me, your eyes to see and your ears to hear. May you see from this day forward. May you see from this day forward. This is the hour that I want to give my people sight as never before. My desire is to give clear sight, wisdom, and understanding. My people stand with me and you will stand in a place that though you may stumble, you will never be shaken or moved by the world outside, but you will be moved by the God inside of you. Let's just pause there because there is uh, a grace right now to just uh, receive uh, a, a strengthening and a boldness to stand on the word of God. You're in Christ already if you're in the kingdom but I just release a grace to stand to you. Grace to stand to you. And I just see even Jesus, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your burden on him for he cares 
for you. A removing of burdens, a, a release of the peace of the Lord. I just release it to you in Jesus' name. I want my people to be the ones who embrace mountains as opportunities to see my ability to move on their behalf and cause them to overcome. While the United States of America will face many challenges in the coming months and seasons, know that I've destined my people to be people of overcoming power and those who display my goodness as never before. My desire is for my people to walk upon a very specific and a narrow path. It will be a path of fruitfulness and a path to overcome. The greatest days of authority, virtue, and miracles will be my people's portion. I myself will mark my people with unusual signs, wonders, and miracles. Just receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing in your neck. Receive healing of that throat condition. Receive healing now, just even as I release that word. It will not just be physical nature, but also miracles in the changing of weather patterns and climates. There will be shifts in changes of the environment and the atmosphere in regions and cities, including weather patterns, the economy, and those who are placed in elected office. In this season on the earth, I want my people to take their rightful authority in learning to shape the history and climate of cities, regions, and nations. I invite you to believe to believe me for uh, to to believe me for a vision to see nations cities and regions disciples my mandate for my people is that they would truly disciple nations and have a vision to disciple nations believe me that nations can be disciples can be disciples believe me that nations can be disciples even as i was saying that uh, and i'm reading this sorry if it's a little kind of choppy for me sometimes but uh it's the only way i can articulate what what god spoke to me but i'm reminded maybe 10 years ago as i was preparing for a conference <clears throat> right here locally uh conference that we were hosting the lord spoke to me and he said just because nations have yet to be discipled does not mean fully discipled does not mean I've changed my mind. He said, I don't have another plan and the plan and the mandate for God's people is to disciple nations. Excuse me. What will mark this end time outpouring. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I felt like the Lord asked me this question. He said, what will mark this end time outpouring a people of authoritative and unceasing prayer, signs and wonders, an authentic message of Jesus and unity. Yes, unprecedented unity and the word of the Lord being released with power and authority. I say to my people, there is grace to live as a people of unceasing prayer, worship, and intercession. I will speak to my leaders across the globe to call together my people for the purpose of prayer, worship, and intercession. There are certain realities that cannot be birthed outside of the place of worship, prayer, <clears throat> excuse me, and intercession. I say to my people, embrace the words of leaders to come, to come together in prayer, worship, and intercession. The time of unceasing 
prayer, worship, and intercession has come upon the earth. This is the season of the sound, just as it was on the day of Pentecost, the birth of my church. I will release a sound into church communities and regions of the earth. As my people align with me in my words in a place of prayer and supplication, I will release through my people an unprecedented sound that will cause death and life, death to what's never has been birthed and life to what, what should not uh, death to what was never birthed from me and life to that which was never birthed, a rebirthing of what was dead but needs to come to alive. This will be a season of what was dead to come alive. This is a season of the sound and the birthing. Do not lose heart and do not be faint hearted. Contend for what is not, for what I desire to, uh, what for, but I, but I, <laughs> excuse me, contend for what is not. But what I, I but, but what I've desired to be and see the manifestations of promises given long ago, even what I'm saying, I'm just seeing this, 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 uh, this, uh, the only way I can describe it is like this ancient angel holding promises for the people of God. This will be a season of a sound birth through the music of the saints of God. I want to teach a whole generation of people to become a bridge to bring the sound of heaven from heaven to earth. I want to teach them to live from the authority I have given my people that though they live on the earth, I want to teach them to live from heaven to earth. It is a season of the Debras arising in the earth as never before. As a sign to my people, I will bring to prominence powerful women from all different races and backgrounds, particularly African-American women, Hispanics and Indians. I'm releasing the Debras on the earth to release righteous judgment on the earth and deliverance for the people of God. Yes, a grace is coming into my body to set the captives free and release my people from every evil work and from entanglements that are not of me. This is a season of I myself establishing righteous and purity in my people so that my body can carry a corporate weight of glory that has never before been seen on the earth. This is a season of establishing and releasing the fear of the Lord and a cleansing beauty for my people to ascend the hill of the Lord with a clean and a pure heart. In this season, my body will fall in love with holiness purity and in the fear of the Lord as never before. The judgments of God are coming to the house of God and what is not of God, but exists in my people. I will release harsh and stern judgment. It will not be for judgment's sake, but for the sake of allowing my body to stand on a solid foundation and produce unprecedented fruit, breakthroughs, and, and, and impact. So put away any idols of the heart and, under, and, and any misunderstanding of me and stand as a people. So I desire, I, I, so I desire you to become and, and have granted you the power to be in this season on the earth. I'm connecting key leaders as never before for the purposes of God. My fivefold leaders will begin to speak and release as one sound as never before. I will cause my leaders to come together as one in covenant. The strength of my people will, will be defined by their ability to come together and walk together as one. 
one of the marks that my hand is on my peoples that I'm bringing diverse streams of my body to join together for the purpose of kingdom advancement. I'm going to draw together the Baptists, the Catholics, the Assemblies of God, charismatic and word of faith and renewal groups. I will draw them together. My true brilliance and beauty cannot be seen in the world without my people coming together as one. So come together as one. I want to cause my people to see each other and other streams as I see them for the purpose of bringing my body together as one. When my people are together as one, a power that has not been seen since the days of the early church will be released on the earth and history can be written in a manner in which I've intended. I want to give my people eyes to see what I've made available to them in this season and what I've made available to them, to this generation of my children on the earth, no other generation has been given. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are my people's portion. In this season, I will teach my people how to walk by faith and not by sight as never before. I will teach them not to be moved by what you see with your natural eyes, but only be moved by what I've been speaking and what I've declared to be true. This is a season on the earth when my people must devour my word as their highest delight and guard themselves against all other influences so that their highest delight is in me. I want to mark my people. Indeed, I want to brand my people with marking that their greatest delight would be to know and experience my beauty. Indeed, the greatest revelation that I'm releasing on the earth is a revelation of my beauty and my name. When my people see my beauty, they will represent me as I have, as I have ordained them to represent me. For truly, the earth is longing and groaning for the appearance of the sons of men. Now there has been a generation released on the earth that will understand the beauty of my son and the authority I've given my children to reshape the earth according to my divine intent. I am jealous for the earth to reflect what has been the desire of my heart since the beginning uh, since 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 time began, excuse me, for indeed there is also a great rumbling taking place in the earth. The plans and the desire of the enemy will not flourish. The Lord says the lockdowns will not prosper. He says I myself will see to it that my people represent me uh, in this divining in this defining time on the earth for the people of God. This is truly a defining season for the body of Christ on the earth. I will define my people according to how they respond to crisis and the difficulty current taking place in the nations of the earth. Do not seek natural solutions for I alone am the one who brings hope, peace, and understanding. Yet I say again, do not look for natural solutions for I alone can bring wisdom and understanding. Now is the, is the time for my people to join together in a place of prayer, supplication, and worship. In humility, in turning to me, I will grant you understanding for the time and the season in which you live. This is a season on the earth that I desire to establish my people by the words of, my, of their mouth. I have untold reserves of solution that will bring victory for my people. They must be established by my words. They must believe what I speak and say. 
and say what I have spoken. I have preordained realities that I desire to come to pass. I'm releasing messengers and fivefold ministers on, on the earth who will carry and release my words to my servants through, through my servants in the season. My people will be defined by the words they speak and proclaim. So let my word be established in your mouth and see my word come to pass. I'm releasing great authority in the power uh, uh, in the power of the words my people speak. Do not neglect my word. Take the light in my word and see my word come to pass. For my word has been given as a gift to you to take great delight in and eat as spiritual food so that no adversary or difficulty would overcome you and allow you to be defeated. In this next season in the body of Christ, you will be defined, excuse me, in this next season, the body of Christ will be defined by an open heaven for my children in the United States of America. I am placing the choice of death and life before my people. Though the mountains in situations may look difficult and even impossible to overcome, what I've determined for my people is the ability to overcome and be on display for the world to see. Did I not say to you, you are the light of the world, a city to be set on a hill. I desire to put you on display in this world, even as my servant Joseph was elevated in the middle of uh, famine for his people. My desire is that my people would be like Joseph, excuse me, and have understanding of what cannot be understood with a natural mind, intellect, and ability to bring solutions. As my servant Daniel was placed in a position to serve an evil ruler, I want my people to live from ascended place of favor and authority. I have given them the authority to overcome every limitation that the enemy would seek to place upon him. However, it will be your choice as to whether you will overcome it. I'm going to pause for some water here. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm building faith as I read this. This will be a season of divine overcoming for my people. I am provision. I have abundance. I have fruitfulness for all that you would ever need or want. Keep your focus upon me and know that I am the author and the finisher of your faith. I will show myself faithful to my people in this season. Prosperity will be my people's portion, not simply for the purpose of prosperity, but for the sake of the world. It will be for the sake of humanity and my love for my people. My people must prosper. My desire for my people is for them to live in abundant overflow. This is the season of the abundant overflow for a door has opened in my in heaven for my people. Indeed, I have a desire for my people to live in a place of abundance, overflow, and even extravagance as never before. My people's prosperity will be connected to their obedience, giving, and their ability to dream with me of what is possible on the earth. Nothing is impossible for my people. Nothing is impossible but for my people. Nothing is impossible for my people. The greatest outpouring of my spirit 
has been birthed and cannot be stopped. Let me say that again. The greatest outpouring of my spirit has been birthed and cannot be stopped. It is a global outpouring that will witness the power of the primitive church come on the people of God in the Western world. <clears throat> Excuse me. A defining feature of this outpouring will be a clear difference between those in the household of faith and those outside my body. So do not grow weary in well-doing. Embrace the process that you now find yourself in and know that it will fulfill all that I have spoken as you stay the course and embrace the journey. I will be faithful to perform my word and 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 I am and and I will be glorified in the earth. No sphere of society will be exempt from what I'm doing on the earth. This is an hour of birthing. This is an hour of glory, overcoming, and steadfast focus on the mission for which I've placed you on the earth. I just want to pause here because. Uh, and I just got a few more things to share along the lines of this prophetic word, but I just want to pause here for just a moment. And um, I, I feel tonight uh, that there's just a commissioning in the spirit and there's just an activation as never before to become what, what God has created you to become. So in Jesus name, I just release an activation now. For you to become. And, I, and when I said that word now, I just saw Jesus place his heart, hand on your hearts, hand on your eyes. Some of you will feel fire. Some of you are an encounter. Some of you, are, uh, there's a few of you going into open vision. So I just released and, uh, an activation of purpose and commission, an apostolic commissioning of the purposes of God. And um, when I said that, I just saw his body like coming off the ground, joining together and moving ahead as this beautiful army of love in the earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Mm. Mm. There's a, a woman watching this tonight and I feel like you're in, in great, great despair. And just right where you are, the Lord Jesus just embraces you in his kindness and his love to just, just receive that tonight. Thank you, Lord. There's someone uh, watching tonight. Uh, young man, the Lord spoke to you about uh, an international ministry and it just doesn't seem like it has gone off the ground. And it's not that you stopped trusting God, but maybe you just thought uh, that'll maybe that's just not something. And the Lord just reawakens that call to the nations. I believe there's a pastor watching this and um, the heavens are opening over your group of people and you've been discouraged because uh, maybe you haven't seen the growth that you wanted, but the heavens are opening for you. Thank you, Lord. And there's someone watching here, actually several of you watching here. The Lord spoke to you uh, about 10 years ago and um, it's a promise that's been in your heart. And uh, this will be the season of fulfillment of that promise. Thank you, Lord. There's someone watching tonight. Um, you were abused uh, in a variety of ways. And it, 
it's like you've given it to the Lord, you've forgiven, but it, it just feels difficult to move ahead. And there's a delivering presence. There's a delivering power. It's unsticking you to move ahead in your destiny. There's someone watching here tonight. Uh, you know that you're supposed to be writing a book. And the Lord says, if you'll sit down and be faithful to write that book, there's an angel of the Lord assigned to you that will assist you. It won't be easy, but there'll be grace to do it in a sense. You'll do what you've never done, but there'll be an ease as you cooperate with the Lord. And I also just break you free from any insecurity that what you're writing is won't be good. So I just break, break that off of you. Thank you, Lord. Uh, there's at least just five people watching this. You need great, great breakthrough financially. It's not just you could use more money, but you, you need it immediately. And the, the word of the Lord to you is that it's in your seed, your, 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 your seed that you don't even know that you think that you're not even quite sure you have. But as you sow what's in your hand, it will cause quick and speedy breakthrough. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And just right now, the Lord just embraces us in his love and his kindness. Thank you, God. 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 And oil. I just see this angel just pouring fresh oil over people. Fresh oil. Thank you, God. Tonight, it's just kind of a... Thank you, Lord. Well... Just pause here for a little longer. God's doing something. Thank you, God. Excuse me. <clears throat> Thank you, God. <clears throat> I just saw Jesus just breathe on us tonight. So just re receive his breath tonight. Receive his breath tonight. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hmm. Here's just a few things that the Lord dropped in my heart for the next 10 to 12 years in the body of Christ. <clears throat> Unprecedented wisdom and revelation made available to the people of God. Ideas, con concepts, and insight to step into the great transfer of wealth. Grace to step into a focused vision. And I believe that's what God was just releasing just a moment ago. Grace to see and know as never before. The power of the early church being restored uh, to, to the church. The advancing of the preaching and demonstration of the gospel of the kingdom. The body of Christ pioneering and advancing media projects to release the message of the gospel of the kingdom. Media and undocumented, unprecedented miracles by the people of God. One of the things that that shifted in the great healing movements of uh, the the mid fifties and sixties was, uh, especially when uh, Brother Roberts brought uh, 
the cameras, TV cameras inside the tents to document the miracles. It released a revival. And one of the things that God's going to do is he's going to release this end time move of God through the realm of media as never before. Media and even secular media documenting unprecedented miracles by the people of God. True apostles coming to the forefront on the earth. Five-fold leaders working together as never before. Strategic partnerships between apostles and prophets. Leaders building family-like structures across denominational lines and unprecedented unity. Our effectiveness as a people will be defined by our ability to come together. This is a theme tonight. God-ordained strategies available to the people of God to allow them uh, allow the body to build multi-generationally a new season of leaders emerging that will define the landscape for the body of Christ for the next 30 years. Creative and unceasing prayer released globally to see a harvest of souls uh, across the global church as never before. Ideas and inventions available to the people of God for entrepreneurship, bringing some the ability to bring in millions and even a small group to bring in millions of dollars. Thank you, Lord. So that is what the Lord uh, began to uh, release to me uh, in October of 2020, up until I think maybe right, right uh, after Christmas. And uh, this is uh, probably the first time in one setting that I'm able to release a whole word going back many years and I believe that this is uh, part of the heart of God for uh, 2021 and beyond. I'm great, great, greatly encouraged uh, by, by what God desires to do in the earth through his people. It's not that we're, we're, we're not without challenges, but I am encouraged at the will of God about what God is going to do. And uh, I encourage you that uh, I and uh, Michael, you can put this up in the chat. The word should be available. I saw a little some some few typos tonight. We'll we'll fix those uh, as we move ahead. But the the word is available on our website. The written word, everything that I I read tonight, not the teaching notes, but uh, everything that I read tonight is available on our website. So I encourage you that you're able to um, grab that written word. But I encourage you read it over meditate on it, highlight parts that are particularly speaking to you, and then dialogue with the Lord as what does this mean and what must I do with what the Lord has spoken? Because I believe that that, that when I release a corporate word like that, it can um, minister to people at many, many different levels uh, according to uh, their season in life, the place and journey that they are in life, and uh, what they're currently experiencing from the Lord. And I and I do certainly pray that it was an encouragement and um, uh, of uh, uh, confirmation for many of you watching this, and uh, an encouragement to move ahead in the purposes of God. So uh, I, that's just my encouragement, just uh, as I. Um, release that word to you tonight. And uh, I'm going to pray here in a minute, but also uh, just as we kind of uh, sort of land the plane here tonight for tonight's uh, webinar webcast, the first in this ministry where we've done a webinar in this sort of setting, and I'm able to uh, 
will release this word. Want to give you an opportunity if uh, you'd like to sow into what God is doing in this ministry. Uh, uh, Michael have um, a link up on uh, on the chat there, but also you can go to our website to um, to. Uh, to, to go to the donate button. You can sow a seed on there. We'll be praying here in just a minute, uh, not just for your seed, but to, for one final prayer for the night. But um, uh, I just want to read tonight out of Acts the, oh, where are we at here? Acts the 20th chapter, verse 35. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. As we just give you an opportunity to give, However the Lord leads you, there's certainly no obligation to give, but I just always encourage people to give because uh, one of the things, uh, a theme that just kept resounding inside of me uh, in an early part of December of this last year was never, ever stop sowing, never, ever stop giving, never, ever stop giving and, and just, just live in that perpetual flow of God's economy. But Acts chapter 20, verse 32, this is uh, Paul speaking. So now, brethren, I commend to you God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who are with me, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And then Genesis, the eighth chapter, Verse 22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and wheat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. And uh, one, of, one of the things that I've learned in God's system of economy is that he operates on the principle, not just in giving, but in every area of life of seed time and harvest. And one of the reasons why it's more blessed to give than to receive is this, that giving is an act of faith, but it's also an act of connecting with God's production system in heaven. And it's this, that when God gives, he never lacks. And because we are in him, when we give, we give it to him, our high priest, that is an act of faith. And it moves heaven's economy on our behalf that we are resourcing someone else, but he's also causing not only enough, but more than enough to come into our lives. And uh, one of the big principles that, that I always encourage people with this is believe God for a return on your harvest, because as you sow, you're sowing in faith, which is a courageous act, whatever he tells you to give, and that as you give what you what he has told you to give, you give in faith and expect him to be your source and expect that productivity 
to move on your behalf. So I always do what uh, I always encourage you just to do what God has told you to do tonight in the area of giving, not just tonight, but all the days of your life. Be faithful to the Lord. Give God what belongs to him, the 10% to where God has called you to. But then over and beyond that, let the Lord continually stretch you. Let the Lord continually uh, challenge you in the area of giving. And I have set my heart not only as a ministry, but personally, that I am going to be the resource house God wants me to be. And I can only be the resource house of the impossible as I give the seed that God has called me to give in the sand. And there's just that theme that keeps running around in me. Never stop sowing because there is always a harvest and God never forgets a seed sown. We are a people that we are going to be the people of God who are, who are going to live in Goshen in this season, that though the economies of the world will fail, God is going to prosper his people. And if, if you have, um, if you have, uh, uh, feel connected with this ministry and, um, uh, are not a partner. We believe in God for 300 partners to this ministry. And so I encourage you to prayerfully consider partnering with us uh, in whatever amount the Lord gives you. You can also find information on how to partner with us on the website. 